have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady on. Of course, it's a Monday, so it's Cray News with Kay on a Monday. How are you, Kay? It's Kay Smythe. Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. How are you doing? Daily Caller. She's on the, the, the old Newsmax. On that first, I have no idea what they call a network the first. I don't get it. But uh, you're on there, which is great. Uh, and, and you're out there getting it done every day, Case Mike. But for some reason, you're really cold today. Now, is it cold in North Carolina or not? Um, It's currently 69 degrees in, uh, in and warm. around my area. No, that's cold for me. I lived in California for a long time. I but I don't, know the, I don't know the geography nor the meteorology of Wales, but doesn't it get cold there? Yeah, and I, it sucked. It was terrible. Why did you think I left? <laughs> That's like one of the main reasons why I left. It's a place where it rains like 200 plus days out of the year. So I was like, I'll go live in the desert for a minute. And now I live in North Carolina, <laughs> which is basically like southern France. Except I woke France. up this morning and it was super cold. The ha- France. 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 So, so let me ask you this: Why, why is it that Diana was the, was the princess of Wales? Is there? Does somebody say? Okay, she's got to be a princess of something. Let's call her the princess of, and then they just throw whatever UK-owned uh, uh, place at them? Or is everybody uh, who is the heir to be the queen, or the uh, he's the king, she would have been, I guess, the queen, I don't know. Um, does everybody get to be of Wales, or is that just somebody chose that? I think it might have actually just been Prince Charles. I've n- I have no idea. I have no idea Aren't how you that from works. there? Are you faking the accent? Yes, I've been faking the accent this whole time. Well, I mean, that's yeah. what I remember of, of of Diana, Princess of Wales. Yes. And I wondered, why did she get that, that demarcation? I honestly don't know. I've never thought about it. We were just told See? that she was the Princess of Wales. Obviously, you know, King Charles was the Prince of Wales. Yes. I'm wondering if, yeah, it had to have something to do with the line of secession. I don't know if, like... Prince Andrew was like the Prince of Scotland or something. I haven't heard that necessarily. But um, honestly, Wales is great. So they're really lucky that we let them do that. And they're welcome. Okay. Yeah. Well, and again, these, this is why I'm so successful. I ask the questions that you've never been asked before. It is Casemith. Go to Casemith.com. Check out everything on the Daily Caller. Um, I've got to ask about, the, about what happened in Israel over the weekend. And I don't have a European perspective. You're from there. I know that you haven't necessarily spoken with anybody specific, specifically about this. But had you still been living there and the conflict was still going on when you lived there, what is the reaction of Europe or even the UK specifically to Israel versus what would be Palestine, this constant conflict? So from what I've seen from the British press, it's a lot of just like straight reportage. Um, it seems to be... A little, I know it's going to sound awful, but like a little bit too balanced for me. Like there is a good guy and there is a bad guy in this situation. And, you know, I see that a lot of the reports seem to be far too balanced considering what's happening to the Israelis. Uh, But that doesn't really surprise me. You know, uh, you know, I've said to John, I said to some friends this weekend, you know, for me, when things like this happen, I panic because I... You never want war, you never pray for war. But I, I, you know, I I sort of came of age as 9-11 was happening. We had the 7-7 bombings. Um, You know, we've basically been in conflict in the Middle East for most of my life. Back when I was younger, we had the former Yugoslavian civil war, which was absolutely horrendous. And people, you know, really just don't get taught enough about it out here. So war has sort of like always been on our doorstep. But it's always been like a you know, certainly not a comfortable distance, but it's been far enough away that we haven't necessarily had to worry about, you know, 
getting blitzed or something like that again, certainly not since World War II. Right. So I think right now, with everything that's going on in Ukraine, now this is going on um, in the Gaza Strip, I'm just, I just, I pray obviously for um, the Israelis and I just... I hope this doesn't spill over into broader conflicts around the world. There's a lot of military-aged males coming into this country illegally, yep. and that freaks me out. It's happening in Europe, too, at an exponential rate for no reason whatsoever. So. And then we see these ridiculous uh, illegal protests where they're closing down streets in New York, and I'm guessing in London, and they're, they're marching for the Palestinians, which doesn't make any sense. Um, but you're right. Let me give you a little bit of uh, what happened around 9-11. I was a television news anchor in Lansing, as you know, back when 9-11 happened. And uh, after that day, I started wearing my, my flag pin on my lapel. Uh, and, and we all just started. I actually was wearing a gigantic flag on my lapel for a while because not only am I a journalist, I'm an American journalist. And America was attacked. So people would come at me and say, well, you're not fair and balanced. You're not just giving the balanced news. And I said, well, screw you. I'm an American journalist. I know there is evil and there is good in this conflict. And we're on the side of good, and we were attacked, and I'm going to report it that way. I'm not reporting it that way because I think that's what's going on. I know what they did on 9-11. It is proven. Just like we know what happened last Saturday night in, in Israel or Friday night, whatever it was. In Israel, we know that the terrorist organization, Hamas, sent in terrorists. And as you alluded to, you've got people in not only in Great Britain, but also here that are reporting that... Palestinian mil- militants did something. Well, what the hell is a Palestinian militant? They're Hamas terrorists, is who they are, who are sponsored by Iran. That's more of the true story than saying Palestinian militants, which is going too lightly on those who are the aggressor here. Does that make sense? Does that comparison make sense or not? No, I think that I think that's fair, and I think that makes sense. I don't know. It just it's so terrifying because it just all happens so fast, right? And so Unprovoked. many people have died so fast, and they targeted. You know, like I have friends that vacation in Israel. Like that's that's what we kind of saw it. Have you, you been? Know, we didn't just see it. I've never been. Um, yeah. No, I've never been. But You've been everywhere I, except Israel. My mom, my mother went in the seventies, and I talked to her yesterday. She said there were always people walking around with machine guns. There were always there was always this angst and unrest. Mm-hmm. I just pray that somehow we get to a place where it's not like that anymore. But when you're celebrating at a festival, at a music festival, and people parachute in and start shooting you in the face. I don't understand what we're looking at here. I'm supposed to act like this is just an even-handed, um, let me just report equally on both sides. No, really bad guys flew in and killed a bunch of families for no reason. Yeah, they they started a war. They they showed up and they started a war. I think it really is that simple in this context. You know, it, it just, the one thing I don't, I, I worry about though, I remember, and you obviously will remember this, when Russia invaded Ukraine, it yes. was, like, I remember waking up that morning, my friend called me and said, I can't believe the crazy B-word did it. Um, what happens next? And there was sort of like this very like low panic of like, oh, gosh, how quickly is this going to escalate? Right. Um, I actually, you know, I'm surprised. It's just I think there's going to be more to come is the point that I <clears throat> is the point that I'm kind of getting to here. Yeah. I don't think we've seen the end of this. I think global instability is on our doorstep and we're hanging out here like, you know, like this is still pretty far away. No, I'm with you. And, and we feel uh, we feel insulated because we are so far away and there are big, you know, bodies of water between us. 
But let's really break it down. Russia is is invading Ukraine. China, any second, is, is going to invade Taiwan. We now know that Israel is under attack not only from Hamas, but also by its not very friendly terrorist group, Hezbollah. Hezbollah and Hamas don't get along. One is Shia, one is Sunni, but they're going to get along against Israel. And Iran, that is Shia, is supporting all of it. So you basically have what, what amounts to soon there will be three gigantic wars going on uh, on, this, on this planet. And here we are in America, uh, marching down the street, you know, holding up Palestinian flags. You had LGBTQ holding flags for Palestine. Go to Palestine and say that. Go there and tell them that you're gay and you'd like to support the cause and find out how it goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, people are so disconnected from actual real events that are killing actual innocent people every single day. And, and, and like you said, we're like oblivious to it. It's, it's not even just that. It's the fact that there are people who have the time to go out and protest, but they don't have the time to sit down and like actually do the research like you just described. Like it's just. It, and most of these people, I'm sure, are just going out for the freaking social media likes and clicks of it all yes. and to get like wrapped up in the carnage of it. I mean, it's the same as the George Floyd riots, I'm sure. I mean, some of the stuff that I saw in Los Angeles, I'm sure half those people were literally just there to just say, oh, let's just go rob, steal things and cause carnage. They don't want to change anything. They don't want to make anything better. They don't have any solutions to the problems they complain about. They just sit there and look to thrive in the chaos of of it all for some sick. It's like a fetish. Seriously, it's disgusting. And, And what we need to do is actually enforce laws in this country because, again, you can peaceably protest, but you can't shut down major roads in New York. That's literally against the law. You can't do it in L.A. You can't do it in fill in the blank place. But they allow them to do it because they're on the right side or the correct side of the argument. It's Case Minds. Go to CaseMinds.com. American history changed forever. How did this happen? When did this happen? Why did this happen? It's like such a 180. It's like such a different. We have to get away from that for a second. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So a quick fun history lesson. So for pretty much the last hundred or so years, give or take, big archaeology, the sort of oligarchs that control, uh, you know, sort of academic study of archaeology all the way through to like your museums, blah, blah, blah. Um, They told us that humans only first settled in America 13,000 years ago. Group of people, or it's a theory called the Clovis First Theory. Uh, The group of people or humans that settled this 13,000 years ago called the Clovis people. It's a long, convoluted story. I don't want to get too into it. Also, it's out of date and kind of redundant now because not only have some of the first fossilized footprints of humans now been dated to Anywhere from, I think it was about 20,000 to 23,000 years ago. But there's evidence that it could, like, humans may have been here since about 30,000 years ago, if not more. Which means that we settled here during the last Ice Age. And that's kind of crazy. Because, Joe, here's here's a big theory that I I think a lot of people talk about, but people don't really maybe... uh, It's not part of the mainstream yet, right? There is more evidence to suggest that humans reached a level of sort of our level of globalization at some point in the almost quite recent past. Um, And all of it was sort of wiped off the face of the earth by a major catastrophe, whether it was like an asteroid impact. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that that was it. Uh, Rapid climate change probably caused by said uh, comet impact. 
Um, but now we're starting to really find the conclusive evidence um, that refutes any data that says that this wasn't true. No, humans have only really been developed for about 10,000 years. We only started agriculture like eight, 9,000 years ago, um, blah, blah, blah. No, nope, turns out we've been doing this and we've been hanging out on this planet a lot longer. Thank you very much. And well, the world probably looks look, very different. I asked Graham Hancock this and you you connected me with him. Uh, and I wonder what your answer is to this as well. Just a short answer, if you don't mind, because I want to get to the third story. Um, why is it that the establishment doesn't want us to know true history? Why are they playing this game where we have to think it was only 13,000 years, it can't be 30,000? So Graham goes down the avenue of it's more to do like people's egos. People have built their entire careers off this data that's now complete it's not debunked data it's just dated and like there's just new evidence that changes the paradigm if you will well isn't the job of a science isn't the job of of a scientist just to tell us the truth it is but like look at how climate scientists talk about you know climate change and stuff like we don't we live in a post-truth era or whatever the phrase is or some crap like that my dad came out with the other day um but i actually think it's a lot more insidious than that i think if humans realized if we realized how vulnerable we were and how there's literally no point in depending on a government or a corporation or basically any of the ways that we live right now like this is the stupidest most dangerous way we could possibly live because of our vulnerabilities the people in charge of this planet would no longer be in charge we would either vote in people who could maybe mitigate those threats or who's at least going to let us live within our humanity in like a normal, uh, honest way, shall yeah. we say. And I'll save all the detail and data about big oil and um, the pyramids and all that kind of stuff for another episode. But there's, okay. yeah, there's a lot of money in, there's a lot of money in how we live right now. For a small I, see, I would think when I was a journalist by trade full time, I just wanted to get the best information and the best stories and uncover the truth. And I thought that's how I made my bones. I don't understand how it would be more of an ego boost to ignore the evidence that there's something else going on. I guess I could never wrap my brain around that because I deal in truth for a living. And and maybe that's why I'm, I'm out in the, in the cold on this one. Let, let me ask you about the safest cities or the least safe cities in America. Oftentimes, we'll hear people like hair gel out in California or Hillary Clinton say something like, you know, the most crime is in red states. But what they don't say is let's break down which cities in those states are where the crimes are happening. Uh, I'm guessing that a lot of these cities are blue cities. They're all blue cities. They're all blue cities. Like, but the they're ten... in red states. Okay, the yeah. red states are causing it. But it's so funny, though, because like some of them aren't even in like red states anymore. Uh, so D.C. was in the top three. Um, where else was it? Uh, St. Louis, Missouri, or St. Louis, or whatever you guys have. Yeah, we say Louis, guys. yes. Louis, St. Louis. Um, Baton Rouge, that was another one. All these places, obviously. And you you, you understand, they're going to say Louisiana's a red state. See, it's the red state. Missouri's a red state. See, it's a red state. This is how they lie their faces off, and they think they're going to get away with it. Thank God you're uncovering the actual truth. So is there any red city, so-called red city, Republican-run city, that's on the list? Um, Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there's like 180 different cities on the list, but in terms of, like, the top 10 most dangerous, no. No, there's no there's no red cities in there. Why? Because uh, Second Amendment. It's that simple. Um, Also, if you control for uh, on a national level, if you control for suicide rates, um, 
actually pretty much all gun violence or most gun violence happens in blue cities and states once you control for suicide. Um, which so, is you're, so you're telling me that it's happening in cities where the guns are restricted? Shut up. What? Yeah, burglaries literally, the rates of burglaries drop in areas with high gun permits. Like that is just, that's just a fact. That's so you're, you're telling that me happens. that if the bad guy knows that I might have a gun, he might ignore my house? Yeah. Get out of here. That what? is literally how Come that Come on, Kay Smythe. Yeah. Why, why are you such a hater? Uh, so so um, I, I love that you're bringing this truth forward because, again, the national narrative has been, look, crime is way worse in red states. They never, ever go down to the city level. I'm glad that you are. It is uh, Casemith. Go to Casemith, S-M-Y-T-H-E, because she's Welsh, uh, .com. Follow her on the Daily Caller. Follow her on, uh, on the Newsmax, on the 1st, on the 2nd. Are you on the 3rd or no? No, not quite yet. Do you know why we're calling it the 1st? Do we know why it's called that? I have no idea. I just like I just show up and I smile. I just show and you up do, and I smile. And you do great every time. I uh, keep on kicking ass. All right, Kay, good to see you. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. You're the best. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show.